Welcome to Ixnay, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the shallow end of the electorate as a means to gaming the 2020 election to our advantage. Turn on, tune in, vote out. Hey, all right now. Episode one, friends drinking in a bar start a super PAC on a whim. The purpose, remove Donald Trump from office. Why would they do that? Because they thought it would be fun. My name is Trace Crutchfield, and I'm one of the friends. Thanks for tuning in, and rather than bogging things down at the top with talk of Citizens United and political action committees, we'll put a link to our origin story in the show notes at ixnapac.org. It does a good job of distilling our methods and madness, plus you'll get to see me ranting on video. So why specifically a podcast at this late date? Well, making super PAC-funded TV ads, slashing and burning reactionary politicians is fun, but it's expensive. Whereas podcasts, you know, they're a dime a dozen. Besides, podcasters, unlike shady super PAC operatives, get to offer nifty perks to their people. And our number one perk, by a mile, is that by midnight, November 3rd, 2020, we will stop bothering you. The Ixnay podcast is like that tape at the start of Mission Impossible. It's going to self-destruct on election day. Anyways, the goal here is to be informative and helpful, but also put some fun back in American politics. It's said people learn more when they're smiling, so we'll be manufacturing absurdity to counteract the dopes and sharing good humor to inspire political action. To quote Donald Trump, there will be political analysis like no one has ever seen before. On the other hand, as America's self-designated party planner for election night 2020, we're going to chat with folks about how to ensure a winning night. Expect the unexpected. And if our development team is able to conjure up some effective fundraising, I might even be willing to come to your election night party and like the KLF, burn a million dollars in your front yard. One last thing before jumping in, we had a lot of questions about the word Ixnay. It's Pig Latin, of course, a language banned in most public and all private schools. But we like the sound of it, and it's been clinically proven that you cannot say Ixnay without smiling. Just try it. Ixnay. It means nix, as in to get rid of, and we've taken the liberty of applying it to the Donald Trump presidency. Ixnay on the umtray. Teach it to your friends. Teach it to your family. It's the new, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Enough with the hogwash. Let's get to it. This call may be monitored, but will not be recorded. The White House. So that's going to be the U.S. Oh, hi. Hi, this is Trace from Ixnapac. I was hoping you could help me with some information. Yes, sir. How may I help you? What is the current cost of a sponsored presidential tweet? I wouldn't have that information, sir. Oh, maybe I could. Well, let me explain a little bit. I have a podcast called Ixnay. It's inspired by Make America Great. And a tweet or retweet, depending on the cost, would be beneficial, I think, to everyone involved. Um, Do you know who I could contact about that? I mean, you can leave a message for the president. Okay. you You can submit that message through the website. Oh, okay. Do you think if I called the campaign, they could give me a price on that? You might. I can give you the number to the RNC. Yeah, give me a number to call over there, and maybe they can tell me how much it call. The number is 202-202-863-8500. 
8500. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Okay, let's focus for a second on critical swing states. But we're not looking at 538 or real clear politics for our data. Rather, we're going to bookies.com because when it comes to figuring out who's going to win, gamblers got skin in the game. This week they published their swing state odds and here's what we learned. Four states that Trump won, we can flip back. Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. If you live in one of those states, you know what to do. And if you don't live in one of those states, get a pen pal. Phone a family member, or if you prefer showmanship, hire one of those old-timey planes to write messages in the sky. So what's your homework? Get the fucking work! And now our interview with the politically savvy and brilliantly foul-mouthed David Guinan, Chief Digital Officer of a TV network in Omaha, Nebraska. David Guinan, hello and ixnay. Hi. Your country and the ixnay super PAC, thank you for playing the game. Let me qualify the first question by saying our goal is to refine a pitch to American citizens that Donald J. Trump shouldn't get their vote in 2020, but also that they shouldn't abstain from participating in the election. So what message do middle-of-the-road voters, or even Republicans, need to hear to nudge them into voting for a candidate other than Donald J. Trump? I mean, are you fucking serious? Do you have eyes open? (laughs) them what the fuck is going on i mean do you believe this bullshit and when they say like oh they all lie no they're not like this i mean this is like unprecedented gaslighting reality hacking to a caligulean degree i mean this is like the emperor has no no clothes and if you side with this motherfucker you're either cynical blind or retarded (laughs) well you certainly simplified that can you give us a crystal ball snapshot of the nebraska political scene I mean, there's two there's two million people in the entire state. Uh, it's pretty deep red, so you can do a mail-in, but there, there's no real shenanigans uh, that you'll see in closer states like Wisconsin or Michigan. Uh, I mean, you can do a mail-in. It's just they assume it's a red state, so their, their real focus isn't on uh, preventing people from voting. It's more of getting people out. Sometimes I feel like asking people to get involved comes across such a radical idea. I mean, I'm a rock against Reagan baby. Have you always been politically active? I've always been a pinko fascist Democrat. Like, I mean, when I was 13, he was 13. uh, I mean, my mom sent me and my friend out to Chester, Pennsylvania, which is a really, really black part of, of, uh, of Pennsylvania, of Philadelphia. And we were campaigning for Jesse Jackson. And it was like two, you know, obvious prep school kids knocking on doors in Chester and people would answer and be like, what the fuck do you two want? We'd be like, we're here with Jesse Jackson. And they were like, Oh, come on in. Can I get you both a glass of water? And it was, uh, so I'm no stranger to this. I mean, we've been, I've worked at a campaign, like at polling centers, uh, for, I mean, for Dukakis, for Mondale going on. So at this point you're obviously on the Biden or bus bandwagon. Yeah, I have to be. I mean, it's just like I'm more like, you know, just get him to get take care of the monster and then fucking bring in a progressive. I mean, like that that's just if there's a fucking pile of shit in your room and your house is like not exactly tidy, you take care of the shit before you tidy it up. Yeah. I mean, it's like 
I mean, pragmatism before I mean, praxis is the word right now. Pra- pragmatism before idealism. <laughs> well played. So, who was your candidate at the beginning of the Democratic primaries? I'm part of that, like, whoever the fuck can win. I mean, very, very early on, I was for Biden because I thought he was a safe choice. But then when you found out his head's sort of all full of pudding, it uh, yeah. it was just got scary. I, I don't like any yeah. of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was just like, I'm kind of dismayed that the Democrats can't put up an appealing person uh, to defeat this man. I, I'm terrified. I mean, like, right now, like, my secret quasi-sexual fantasy is that uh, Biden bows out and we get, you know, Cuomo and Newsom on the ticket. I mean, we need a slam dunk at this point. I thought they are going to put one of the women on there. I thought that's your, I thought that was part of your <laughs> sexual... No, I, <laughs> no, I mean, like, well, Newsom is a good-looking man. A little bad statement <laughs> aspect to him. Now's the time of the show where we talk about sponsors. Almost every podcast has a moment where they ask supporters for donations, sometimes via a subscription service like Patreon. But you know, we're not just a podcast, we're a super pack. So, well, maybe just play it. That's a little something we like to call backmasking for dollars. Now, you'll never be able to tell, but it's a fundraising message in reverse designed to subliminally encourage whoever hears it to send money to Ixnay. Can you hear it one more time? Now I know what you're thinking. Subconscious messages? What the f- hell? I saw HBO's Watchmen. But we're only using rock and roll style backmasking as a way to raise money. We're not Satanist after all. The beauty of this scheme is that we can play the message from time to time and you won't even be bothered to notice that we're begging, well, maybe more like persuading you to give us money. I think you'll agree that as a fundraising strategy, that's pretty cool less intrusive, and even less demanding of your conscious yet receptive mind. So just relax and let us ixnay your troubles away while you donate early and often, even if you don't know why. (laughs) So if Cuomo and Newsom are your political dreamboats, what do you make of Joe Biden's VP options? I mean, it's going to be Joe Biden, dude. At first, I thought Stacey Abrams was the ticket to winning, but I feel like Biden already has the black vote by association, and she seems more lightweight than I originally thought she was, yeah. though I do think she's a good technocrat and very good at, you know, building coalitions. Uh, so she won't, we won't get mooked like we did with Hillary. But Warren, I think, is polarizing. I mean, I, I'm not like I think it's, this sucks. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go out and vote and work and donate, but I'm just not good. Not being thrilled with our presidential candidates is probably as American as apple pie. But some circles of people seem to be saying that not voting is an option. Is is not voting a valid protest? Uh, like apathy.org and all of these things that the, the, I understand the mindset that if you don't vote, things get so bad that it forces the pendulum to swing the other way and and brings you know progressive change in faster. And I, I think that's utter bullshit because I think. I see how even some of the less horrific policies of this of this administration and other uh, Republican administrations uh, affect uh, vulnerable people, and I think that's incredibly callous uh, when people say, you know, you got to protect the protect the working man. I'm not going to vote, and then you end up with you know a completely locked Supreme Court that's going to make things worse for a generation. 
it's a country of this is a country of compromise and shit compromise. So what a compromise is, is where both parties leave unhappy. What do you say to Bernie Sanders people who are feeling perhaps rightfully so shortchanged by the DNC? Do you, do you feel like right. they, they, the fucking Bernie people that are just like that are that are uh, riding on their own idealism when they don't even realize that's the biggest expression of their own fucking privilege there is. I mean, don't vote for yourself. Vote for a fucking like black or Mexican guy that's working in a goddamn meat plant that's being forced to go back to work in Georgia by their fucking governor. It's not your vote. It's their vote. And fuck you for thinking it's yours for your idealism. And same bullshit with Nader. You know, I mean, it's just like I'm tired of it. America is, things move forward very, very, very slowly here, but they move back very, very, very quickly. And people, it's like this, the younger generation, it's like they, they remind me of libertarians in the sense they completely lack any sense of history. Clearly, clearly, Trump is an opportunist rather than an ideologue. How is this circus carny fashioning himself as a 12th century feudal lord managed to hoodwink an entire nation. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's all distraction from like the real thing that's happening, which is we have 20% unemployment and yet the stock market is doing just fine. Uh, 4,000 down because most people don't own stock. I mean, it's just, it's, you know what Chomsky said, you want the truth, read the fucking Wall Street Journal. I know you're a fan of the late James Lipton. So here's a softball similar to something you might get on the actor studio. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? I mean, I'd love to be a member of 3-6 Mafia. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, just for like slob on my knob, too. <laughs> we'll get you out of here on the only question that we've actually focus grouped. How do you show stupid people they're stupid in a way they can understand? The guillotine. <laughs> Goodbye, David Dunn. No, right on. Go eat some Cool Ranch Doritos. This week's scene report is the one we received over the weekend from Minneapolis. It's important. Hey, XNA, this is Steve Marsh in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's been an awful week, um, uh, you know, uh, since the death of uh, George Floyd, uh, his murder at the hands of uh, the Minneapolis Police Department. Um and what started as a protest um, uh, of the deeply uh, embedded racism of the department um, has kind of uh, turned into generalized unrest um, about uh, just about uh, we have outside groups now uh, burning businesses, um, got chaos in the streets every night, all night long. The National Guard has been called out. Um, you know, Trump is tweeting about uh, looting and shooting, and and he's, uh, I don't know, it's hard to find uh, any kind of direction at the top. Um, uh, I, I don't want to um, question, or I want to question, but I, I, it's hard to put myself in the shoes of our city leaders, our mayor and our governor, um, as they are, are, are literally trying to put out fires tonight. But uh, I don't know what kind of... Um, Division, this chaos will sow uh, in the upcoming election. It's hard to think about that right now, but um, you think about 1968 and uh, you know Nixon sweeping in as a law and order guy. But you know we're living in uh, Trump's America and just America in general, 
and, and we, we've all known uh, about this racism and about this injustice and about this inequality. Um, so, uh, and, and it's not like he has done anything about it. So I guess my hope is uh, people will recognize that and see that this uh, chaos is, um, is not going to be uh, um, solved by him, you know, uh, that he's not the guy to make everything better because he's in charge now. So I don't know, man. I'm trying to be hopeful about what's going to happen tonight, what's going to happen in the coming weeks, and what's going to happen in uh, November. So, um, yeah, man, uh, good luck on, on uh, whatever role you can play in that in the part of making things better. All right. And I'd just like to say in closing, most people listen to podcasts for escape. And here I am asking you again and again to take action. But these are not normal times. Donald Trump is at war with U.S. citizens. This can't happen in America. Come on. If it's not enough, they're tear gassing your friends. If it's not enough, they're shooting reporters with rubber bullets. If it's not enough, they're running down kids with goddamn horses. When will it be enough? If it's not enough that Trump is prepared to turn our own military upon us, when is it enough for you, for all of us, to do something as simple as volunteer to get out the vote? It's ridiculous for me to keep posing these questions because enough is enough. It's time to get to fucking work, people. We're at a crossroads. This is the moment things absolutely have to change. And while the system appears unwilling to make amends, its stability is partly an illusion. We can reshape it by supporting candidates that won't capitulate. It really is as simple as that. And if the idea of soldiers in American streets with bayonets is not symbolic enough for you to participate in an electoral revolt, gods help us. First things first, we have to vote Donald Trump out of our political lives. As I mentioned in the opening, I think we can maintain our resolve by imagining the election as a party, a party you want to throw for every friend and family member you've ever loved. Start making your invitation list, send out save the dates, mend old fences, make sure people have directions and know what to bring to the party. Ask everyone, where do you expect to be on November 3rd? This is deadly important, but it could also be quite fun. Imagine us, little old us, reinventing parties with sex, drugs, rock and roll, and election results. That's it for this week, friends. Thanks for listening. And if you're out on your bike tonight, don't forget, the nature of your oppression is the aesthetic of our anger. Ixnay. Yeah,